Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Samansky. I'm your host, Stan Samansky. Today is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Samansky nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. I wanted to do a show today and to just encourage you to just say to you, do your best. Do your best. The speed and ferocity that things are coming at us now in this world, in this, you know, post soon going into current COVID world, into a world in which we're all but certain to ha- see the world plunged into world war. To see a country like ours ruled by satanic people. That's my humble opinion. To see entire cities burnt to the ground and no help, you know, coming from the federal government. Or virtually no help. What's $700? to someone that's had, (laughs) they lost everything, including their home. There are still over, according to a story I put up on Encouraging Angels on the EA blog, over 2,000 children that are still missing in Lahaina. 2,000 children. You You know, they were probably torched burnt to a crisp. And now, uh, from what I understand, that there are huge gates and curtains all around that area. So you can't see what's going on during the, quote, cleanup or an assessment of what the heck happened. It's evil. Something even worse is on its way, in my humble opinion. And of course, we've covered many stories that would support that if you just look back on our podcast and on uh, the EA blog at www.encouragingangels.org. For those of you, especially, especially the caregivers, but for the disabled who are, you know, taking care of themselves as well as as handling a uh, a very difficult situation i want to admonish you to please really do your best and i know you know that when you are caring for someone that you've given you know in the case of a caregiver given up your life for the life of another You have paid a dear price. And you think almost, you know, what else can I do? Or I have nothing else left to give. I don't know how much longer I can do this. I know I asked those questions. You know, after eight and a half years of of ICU level care that my wife and I, 
you know, provided inside our home with no help for our daughter. So I admonish you in this time of what, you know, if it's war, famine, uh, biological attack, I mean, there are many things that can and, and probably will happen. Again, in my humble opinion. And I ask you to please do yourself in preparing for a new world. Number one, just truly and accurately assess reality. And again, I'm going to say all this, saying that this, if it were me, this is what I would do. And of course, I, yeah, I think I have done because we have dealt with, you know, you know, we have faced death. We have faced bankruptcy. We have faced the loss of almost everything we had. Ultimately, the loss of our daughter. We have faced these things. Personally, myself, my, my wife, uh, my son. And um, in order to fight correctly, you have to truly and accurately assess reality. Again, this is my humble opinion. You need to assess your resources. You know, do you have enough food to, to last some protracted period of time? If there's an interruption in services and electricity, you know, and water and the ability to even get out to go to the store, can you handle that? Remember, you know, I have shared this before. I'm going to have to grab the video and put it up on, uh, on the EA blog. Maybe I'll do that today when I'm done with the show. Um, because I just recently shared that with a friend of mine, is that Bear Independent, um, who is a preparedness uh, fellow, uh, who is living that life, um, has stated numerous times that the military has done studies on food. And to keep a fighting man in the field, it takes 750 pounds of food a year to feed that man. Now, many of us are not either not of that age or, uh, you know, we'll be expending maybe that many calories. But I'll, I'll share this with you. you. For instance, we have this ancient house that we're, you know, was foreclosed that we were working on. Um, I mean, I'm still tired from being on a ladder yesterday. Um, you're going to have to expend, as a caregiver, you are going to have to expend more calories than you do now to survive because you might have to go get water um you might have to hunt or gather food especially if you haven't prepared and that's that's that is not a recipe for survival um but you're going to expend you know you're going to be probably you might be on a team in your neighborhood um pulling security and again, at this point, I have to mention to you, please consider uh, Civil Defense Manual, civildefensemanual.com. That's Jack Lawson's book with uh, numerous um, professional uh, authors in each of their areas of expertise, like Matt Bracken and NC Scout and Sam Culper, um, on how to survive 
uh, a catastrophic situation, whether it's weather or or invasion from a foreign army, uh, because the United States has no civil defense plan. The United States has no civil defense plan. If you think that they do, A, I remember, I'm 63, that growing up on the three TV stations that we had is that you would regularly, I think it was at least once a month, the civil defense um, rehearsal where you would, they would say, this is only a test. And then you'd hear the tone for like 10 seconds. And then they would say, this is only a test of the civil defense system. Um, that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe we'll get some kind of message like, uh, you know, take your jab or submit to the GMO food or something worse. But you can't tell me where your local civil defense shelter is. I know you can't because I know I can't. There's nothing near me. There was nothing near me in the last house we lived in or the house before that. So the civil defense manual, you know, covers these topics about how to uh, get together with your neighbors and have a neighborhood protection team, uh, how to handle food, water, the collection and purification of it, um, communications and many more topics. It is $100. It's a 950-page, two-volume book. That would be an incredible reference for you and for you to start looking at and implementing. Again, it's for your consideration. I'm not giving anybody personal advice. CivilDefenseManual.com Uh you have to assess your resources. You're going to need resources to survive. And, bef- and you need to get what you can. Again, you have to do your best. You only have so much money. And for many that are taking care of special needs folks, you have very little money. Uh Number two, under the under truly, you know, and accurately assessing your reality, is not only the resources but the people. You know, if you're going to have to spend time doing other tasks, you know, above and beyond what you do as a caregiver, you're going to need to be around other people that can help pick up some of the slack in your, you know, your world. You know, maybe they can just watch. You the person that you care for, because maybe you do everything like feed them and so forth because they have super special needs, like they have a feeding button and you have special food for them. But maybe they could watch them for an hour while you uh, go out to the garden and gather some things and weed a little bit, you know, something like that. You're going to need people and you're going to need to be able to contribute. Um, maybe you got, maybe you have a group of five families Uh, around in your neighborhood and everybody has a walkie-talkie and you know maybe uh, you are the head of communications and I'm just making this up Um, but that maybe that would be your job because you can do a lot of that from um, where you are maybe you do that and have a shortwave radio that you could listen to during the day and pick up you know news items that you could share once 
you know, once a day. You need people and you need to be uh, a benefit to other people somehow. Uh, Truly and accurately assess the reality when it comes to your relationship with God. Because we're coming into a time that you will need God like no other time. And for those of you that are self-made people that might be listening to this, uh, that you think you have it all together, God will put um, a situation in your life that you won't be able to handle on your own. And in fact, you won't even know where to go for answers. And, and everybody else will be so preoccupied that you will have no one else to turn to except for God. If, if you're smart, if you avail yourself of the God of the Bible, expressed through his Son, Jesus Christ, in whom the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, dwells. I'll speak a little bit more about that in a minute. Number two of the big three points that I have here is that I want to encourage you to do your best to do the things, put air quotes around that, do the things, that's your little quote, every day, do the things every day. You're going to have, you know, one of the things you should be doing, like you buy some food, you, ha- you get some water filtration, um, maybe you've gotten a little solar generator so you can have lights and run uh you know, maybe a, a machine like a suction machine like we had to do or a CPAP machine or an oxygen concentrator. Uh, you I, Under this, do the things. Right now, buy some seeds. You know, uh, if Walmart still has some, they might be clearing them out at this point. Of course, you can go online. You can go to Amazon. You can buy like a little survival seed bank that has 15 or 30,000 seeds. Um, for like basically 16 bucks or 32 bucks, something like that, um, is to buy one and then a month later buy another one because, uh, you know, and get together with a farmer, uh, meet some people at the local farmer's market. If you can get there, um, you know, a lot of those happen on Saturday morning. If you care for somebody, and you have to push a wheelchair, well, that's a good day because you can get up early, spend an hour getting your the person who you care for ready and get into the van and, and go, and that'll be your, your day out. And you know you're going to meet people, and you're going to strike up relationships with those people. It's a good thing. And those farmers can help you when it comes to how to plant, when to plant, how to prepare the soil. That is so important. Um, but that's just one example of doing the things, do the things every day. You know, I've got to, you know, we, again, we have this old house that we are refurbishing, you know, trying to make it livable. And, uh, it is, you know, I'm overwhelmed to be honest with you. Um, and yet every day, um, I- I'm doing my best to do the things, you know, I was up on a ladder putting in, putting in uh, uh, gutter guards because when you have leaves 
that fill your gutters, they overflow. When they overflow, the water hits the, the foundation. And when too much water hits the foundation, you get water in the house. And that is a problem. So that was like my big job yesterday. Um, do the things. Talk to a couple other people that you know about what's going on. Maybe you will make a difference in their life. Maybe they live, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes away from you. And uh, you can kind of make a little pact with them and saying, hey, if things get rough here, maybe I could come to where you are, you know, vice versa. Um, again, food, water, you know, start planning, start shopping. Like you need water filtration, right? I mean... If you couldn't do anything else, and again, this is a suggestion, you look at it for you, but like a Sawyer Mini water filter will at least filter out um, bacteria and um, viruses and, uh, you know, organisms like Giardia and um, Cryptosporidium. And, it, you know, for like $25, it'll filter... 100,000 gallons from what I gather. Um, that at least, and now you can't put dirty, dirty water through that. You know, you've got to um, run that through a pre-filter, whether it's just an old T-shirt to take out big particulate or something a little more elaborate, like a, a little um, bucket filter, like where you'd have like, um, and I hate to say I'm only talking about this uh, out of my uh, patoot because <laughs> I have not built one. It's one of those things I need to do where you have like rocks, pebbles, and sands. You have charcoal uh, pebbles and sand that, you know, filters out a lot of bad stuff. And down into a bucket, then you can run it that through a T-shirt and into your, your filter and then probably boil it. But, uh, you know, that you... You, you have a plan to, to help keep yourself safe because if you drink bad water, I mean, without knowing what to do and getting help with like, uh, you know, antibiotics or whatever, I mean, again, I'm not giving medical advice or any other kind of advice. You're going to be in a bad way. This is a, that is a, 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 a subject you have to get a hold of, of taking care of water water purification tablets you know um can help you it might uh change the taste a little bit and you need to have some you know powdered iced tea some powdered lemonade all that kind of stuff that's an that's another little trick that people do when they're drinking water that's not so great but you have to filter it you have to make it you know potable you know and something that's not going to make you sick do the things study this now Again, I'm not giving advice. If it were me, this is what I would do. Every day doing the things. You know, um, you might have to refurbish a room. I don't know. You might have to do something, uh, you know, regarding keeping your person that you have charge of uh, in good shape. Um you might, you know, you might be putting off a repair on a wheelchair or something along those lines. Uh, they might need 
new crutches. They might need, you know, something. Don't put it off. And and don't, uh, if it were me, don't worry about buying secondhand. I have, a, you know, just speaking of crutches, because I've had, you know, even though I'm not really running right now, I've had a, a couple of really rough running injuries where, you know, I had uh, torn Achilles tendons that I had to have repaired uh, by prolotherapy. Keep that in mind uh, if you ever need anything like that. Um, but I had to have uh, crutches for an extended period of time. You can find those at a thrift store, a secondhand shop. You don't have to go out and buy that. Uh, wheelchairs you can find. You might not need to, it might be something older, but, uh, you know, it's something you can clean up and, and, you know, take care of bearings that are on the wheels and so forth. Straighten the wheels. I mean, right now you have time to do it. Do the things every day. And finally, most important, let me give a sip of coffee first. And I know some people are going to hear me on this and others will not. The most important thing is for you to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. That's Romans chapter 3, verse 23. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In fact, uh, that's the first thing. You have to admit that you have sinned. You have to admit that you've sinned. Second, because if you think you've, you've lived a perfect life, you deceive yourself. Um, so we need to become dead to sin and alive in Christ. And that is, you know, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God and Jesus Christ. Do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. That's the grace from Jesus Christ. Because if we had to live by the law, none of us would make it. The, the law, in other words, uh, you know, it's a little more than that, but, you know, the Ten Commandments. No one that has ever been born of a woman has kept the Ten Commandments. No one. And so the law is not there for salvation. 
The law is there to be a mirror, to hold up to your face, to say, this is who you are. You have fallen short of the glory of God. And the only reason that we can really count ourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Jesus Christ is to trust Christ. And why should we trust Christ? Because God saw the problem and he sent his son. Now again, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all God, all the same God, all one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. But Jesus Christ came to do what the law could not do. He came to this life as a human being. And he lived a perfect life as a Hebrew. He fulfilled the law. Every jot and tittle is what the the Bible says. He fulfilled the law. And being so, he became the perfect sacrifice, the unblemished lamb of God. And he died on the cross. That was his mission to pay for our sins because the scripture says there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. And more specifically, of course, it would have to come from a a perfect sacrifice of which there was indeed only one, Jesus. And by accepting the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, as payment for your sins, confessing your sins to God just between you and him and repenting of your sin and asking God to forgive you, will he give, then grant you eternal life. We must have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We must obey his commands because he saves you through grace, like we talked about here. But in order for him to call you his friend, you know, I went, my wife and I went to dinner at an old, old friend's house last week. And you know, when I came to the door, he opened the door and let me in. It's because I was his friend and he knew me. How do you get to know Jesus Christ so that he will open the door to you? Because if he doesn't open the door, the door is shut. And you, the only other door that will be open is hell, is eternity with the devil, with Satan who hates you. Because he hates every human being. You have the scripture says that you need Jesus basically said that you know you're he knows you're his friends if you obey his commands. If you obey his commands. So you cannot get saved, you cannot go to heaven because of any inherent righteousness that you have, because you don't have any. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Again, Romans 3.23. 
We are not saved because of any good works we do. We are saved unto good works. In other words, we, we do good works because we love Jesus. We want to obey Jesus. We want to give glory to God and thanksgiving for what he has done for us and live that way. Because when the horrible times come, God will make a way when there is no way. That's a great old uh, chorus from the probably the 1970s. God will make a way when there is no way. He will make a way for you. You can look at your situation and think it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You know, Jesus said it's, it's, uh, you know, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. But with God, all things are possible. So the impossible is possible with God. This is the most important thing, because when this life is over, whatever we have to go through in this life does not compare to eternity with Jesus Christ being in heaven with him. Being part of the new heaven and new earth when that comes. That's a whole nother teaching and discussion. But without Jesus Christ, you are forever forsaken. Who wants that? I mean, to me, it's just common sense. But you know, people hate God because they want to do things their way. They will not admit that they are not righteous. But God will, you know, God can provide a, you know, a situation in your life that makes you look at yourself and go, I'm a mess. And I need Jesus. So today, I encourage you to do your best to truly and accurately assess reality of your resources, your people, and your relationship with God. I encourage you to do your best and do the things every day. And, of course, the most important thing is your relationship with Jesus Christ. How do you get to know Jesus Christ? The first verse of the Gospel of John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You need to read your Bible. If you can't read because you can't see, you need to listen to the Bible. There are now so many opportunities to do that, whether it's on a phone, a tablet, or a computer, or, of course, to sit in church if you can find a good church. Every day, get into the Word. You know, there's radio programs that you can turn, tune into, even if you don't have a computer. Wherever you are, the, the gospel is being 
broadcast somewhere. You have to know Jesus Christ for him to open the door for you to be his friend and for him to let you in. He stands at the door and knocks. Will you answer? Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. Just go to www.encouragingangels.org and you can give by using your card at the uh, link we have there for Cornerstone, which is a great payment processor, great people there, or you can send something to our P.O. Box www.encouragingangels.org. I'm Stan Szymanski. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.